Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new show here at AWI Pod. It is Warring to Attitude is episode one. I am your host, Brent Piles, and I've got my co-host from another time in another place. Well, not really another place, but in another time. It is Glenn Abdi. Glenn, how are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you. It makes a change not to be recording at three o'clock in the morning. I was just going to say, how does it feel to not it not be four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> it's really, really good. What a good intro that was. I appreciate that. That is a, a really good hype video. And it actually probably longer than the show. Because these are back, we're looking at these, these are back with show with, with Raws that are only like half an hour long with only three matches. Yeah, so those, those was, are the heady days of Raw. Yeah, so this is I think this one was like 48 minutes. I, the next <laughs> I think the next three or four are like 48 minutes, and then that's when they start going to two hours. I think in February they start going mm -hmm. to two hours. So um, but we are like two weeks away from the Royal Rumble, so we'll we'll have this show and then the next show, and then we'll have a big Royal Rumble show too. Excellent. So that's it's gonna be Excellent. a lot of fun. Um you wanted to talk a little bit about uh Oh yes! Over here yeah. in America, we have strikes all the time. Like, have baseball strikes, basketball strikes. Mm. I, I never really heard of a of a labor stoppage for football, as you call it, or soccer, as us Americans do. So well, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, over here, there is a an evening Saturday evening show called Match of the Day, where they show highlights of the <laughs> the, the day's proceedings. Um, the host of said show. Is one Mr. Gary Lineker who used to play for Tottenham, Leicester, um, England. Um, you won't hold that against him either that he's a Tottenham player. Or was. Well, I always used to, but not after today. <laughs> not after not after the last couple of days. Um, our government, in their infinite wisdom, not wanting to try and get too political on this, have uh, decided to do to bring in some draconian rules over immigrants and um, asylum seekers, where they're going to sort of lock them in concentration camps. Wow! And he and he, um, and he in a tweet um, basically said that our government now is getting very much like nineteen uh, thirties Germany. Um, his company, the BBC, spat their dummy out over this and suspended him. Mm -hmm. um, to be fair to all the other highly paid footballers, pundits, and everybody else that works for, on the football side of the BBC, they said, you're suspending him, you ain't going to have a show because we ain't going on. And nice. it, started, it started off with Ian Wright and Alan Shearer. They both announced on Twitter yesterday that they weren't going to appear on tonight's show. Um, everybody else has followed suit. So we've had uh, none of the uh, pre-match so pre build-up today that they normally do at 12 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. <clears throat> there is no result show, and there's going to be no match of the day tonight because the BBC couldn't get anybody to do it. They couldn't even get anybody to do their radio show. Wow, that's great to see when the man tries to stick it to somebody and 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 then the man gets stuck right back to him. So I love especially, it, especially yeah, especially when these people are you know they're not your average workers. They're not exactly badly off, right? But it's nice when they stick to a principle, right? I admire that. 
And they, they, I mean, they, I mean, to take the opportunity to stand up for something when you're in that sort of Mm. position of power is not easy for me to do. And not a lot of people are brave enough to do something like that. And uh, yeah, like you said, you're not going to be able to push these guys around because they, they've already made money. They're just doing it for for fucking something to do. They don't need your money. That's right. You know, Gary Lineker and and Alan Shearer, Sky, Sky will go, thank you very much for letting them straight away. Right. Ian Wright flits between BBC and ITV anyway, because he's he's like the uh, sort of independent jobber of the punditry world. So he goes <laughs> he goes wherever he's needed. He turns up on Amazon and everywhere. So right, it ain't gonna hurt him if the BBC you can't say you can't work for us again. Right, and they do that. They're not gonna have any staff, which is wonderful. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. I like that. Everybody <laughs> everybody joined in. They were like, okay, well, yeah. if you want to get rid of him, then you're not going to have any show whatsoever. Good luck. That's it. Yeah. So they'd be stuck all day without any football. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, and of course, on Sky, they were on the Sky Sports channel when they were doing their uh, their usual Saturday afternoon, giving the scores out and everything, along the bottom of big banners with BBC not showing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, you will get no soccer coverage on the BBC. BBC yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay here. Well, that's cool. Well, so it wasn't really like it, it was more like a uh, a strike of journalists or former yes. players, as opposed mm-hmm. to like in the, in here in here in uh, America, yeah. they'll, they'll strike and the players won't play because they need more money or shit like that. You know. Yeah. No. This is a this it, this is more principled than that. Right. That's pretty cool. I like that. Which is I nice. I think yeah. that's pretty fucking awesome. Well, Glenn, are you ready? Are you ready? I am. We're going go. up to the Knickerbocker Arena, I see. That's right. We're going to go back to a different time when the internet wrestling community did not exist in the way that it does today. So I'm sure that some people were fighting in AOL chat rooms whether WCW or WWE was better using their dial-up <laughs> internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was 14 years old at this time, and uh, probably the biggest, the biggest time that I was ever a mark for wrestling was when I was 14, 14 13, 14 mm-hmm. years old, because mm. shit was real to me, Glenn. Yeah, apart from part of this show, which we will get to. We're gonna talk about this. Is, this isn't real to anybody. <laughs> That's right. So uh, the new year, the new year of 1997 just rang in six days ago. Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart was the number one song in the USA for the 11th week in a row. And do you want to know, Glenn, what the number one song in the UK was? Um, yes. 97. Beginning, uh, what was the Christmas number one in 97? I can't remember. Go on. What is it? It was the Spice Girls to become one. To become. Hmm. Yeah, because that was the Christmas number one. So it was still there. That makes sense. And mm. the, the WWF had lost, had been losing the ratings war to, to WCW for 31 straight weeks at this point is where they were at in their losing streak. And uh, Psycho Sid's the WWF champion, and we are going to be doing the Royal Rumble 1997 in just two weeks. So, mm-hmm. so this show was actually filmed on December 30th. It aired on January 6th, like Glenn said, in the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. I was shocked to find out that the New York Knickerbockers have never played in the Knickerbocker Arena. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I figured that That's... at some point they had, but I guess, nope, they never <laughs> have. <laughs> um, I believe it. They just sponsored the arena or something, and the, the owner of the so it the opened Knicks. in it opened in 1990, and the name actually got changed later in 1997 to the Pepsi Arena. So soon it won't oh. be called; it'll be called the Pepsi Arena. It's now known as the MVP Arena. 
Uh, actually, had the 1992 Royal Rumble was held at this building, which is like the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, where Ric Flair won the WWF Championship. Was at this yeah. building. Hmm. It also had the 2000 No Mercy show and the 2006 New Year's resolution, where New Year's resolution where Edge cashed in the first Money in the Bank briefcase on John Cena. Uh, it also held the infamous Raw where Austin gave Vince McMahon and The Rock the beer oh. bath. Oh, lovely. Also, Titus O'Neil became the first 24-7 champion at this arena as well. So, a lot of Yes, I looked up all that information. So, Excellent. That saved me doing it. You're welcome, Glenn. I'm going to do the research on this show, so how do you like that? Right. Show kicked off. We got like a video package. It was Vader hyping up his upcoming match with Brett the Hitman Hart. They also showed us some things that happened on the first episode of Shotgun Saturday Night. Glenn, I got a little <laughs> clip of the biggest thing that happened on the first episode of Shotgun Saturday Night. I'm going to play it for you all here. Yeah, let's see this. It's going to be history. What is she doing on the apron? I bet I mean, those guys were glad they got tickets for opposite the hard cam. I bet they did. And also, like, Sunny <laughs> was on, on, on commentary there, and her acting like she was somehow appalled that that yes. happened. <laughs> it always made me laugh. <laughs> so if you're not watching this on YouTube and you just heard that, what happened, if you don't know, Marlena whipped her boobs out and helped Goldust defeat the Sultan. Yes, that's right. His name was the fucking Sultan, and Sultan. we weren't watching Aladdin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was, was the Sultan, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, that was one of his uh, earlier incarnations. Yeah, I believe Bob Backlund and the Iron Sheik were his managers, which is the strangest mm -hmm. combination of people ever. <laughs> <laughs> like the Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund, really? That's what we went with? Um, but the, the show kicked off with a, a barn burner of a match. It was kind of strange because it was a heel versus a heel match. And I think I can kind of show you like where the... Where, Ray, where wrestling was at at that time, because it was very rare to see a heel versus heel match, especially to start the show. We got Owen Hart versus Mankind. Glenn, what did you think of this one? It was it was actually really good. I I've, I enjoyed Mankind back then. Um, it was a pretty good match, I would say. Yeah, no, I have to 100% agree with you. I had forgotten that Clarence Mason had ever had anything to do with Bret Hart. I mean, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Like, <laughs> I always remember him being with uh, the Nation of Domination. So I was a little surprised to see him because I always yeah. remember them being with Cornette, you know? <laughs> That's right. Um, well, you say apart at some point, even Owen ends up with the Nation of Domination. You know what, Glenn? You're absolutely right. That motherfucker <laughs> does it, though, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, this is so, a very physical matchup. We saw people, there were chair shots. We yeah. saw Owen hit him with the Slammy Award, the tag team title belts, everything but the kitchen sink in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler was making a lot of, of, of jokes that you wouldn't get over on TV about Jose Lothario during this match. Oh, God. A lot of oh, insensitive things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, well, there's a lot of that going to happen. <laughs> We're going to hear a lot of that over the coming weeks. Unfortunately, that's the kind of Jerry Lawler shtick. <laughs> and not just for Jerry Lawler, either. 
that's true <laughs> i mean that's probably going to be everybody especially with i'm not so much in 97 but 96 like some of the stuff they said about gold dust you would not yeah no <laughs> Uh, my favorite part of this match is when Mankind got like, a, it was like a bin full of, full of ice and drinks for, for JR and Vince, I guess. He got it up and cracked Owen Hart over the head so hard and it. cracked it. Yes. It was literally broken in half. <laughs> uh, that's the sort of thing that Mankind did. Yeah. If, he was gonna find, if, if Mick Foley was going to find something to use, he'd use it. Right, and I'm sure Owen was like, yeah, just hit me. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought that was a great way to set the tone mm. for the show. It was a super physical opening match. Mankind got the win with the pal driver. I think that might be the first time I'd ever seen him win with a pal driver. Mm. Yeah, because normally it was the mandible claw. So. Yeah. And then uh, later on in his career, I think he was using the double arm DDT as a finisher, too. Yeah, he was also using a bloody sock. That's true. He was definitely <laughs> using a sock. Not here, but uh, another thing I like during this, and I wish I would have made a clip and to play this. They showed like a, a, a commercial for the WWF Full Metal, the album during this, and they had like flat, classy Freddie Blassie in it. All right. Some kid, and he was like dancing. It just sort of took me back to my childhood, and yeah. Like, oh my god, I need that CD. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. It was. Really, it was. I'm sure we're going to see that, you know, every episode of Raw for the next six weeks, that damn commercial, and I'll probably hate it by week By the end of it, now. yeah. Uh, and then we got an interview between with Shawn Michaels, Jose Lothario, and Jose's son, Pete. Um, mm -hmm. They got to talk about Psycho Sid. You know, he hit he hit Jose Lothario with a camera at, at Survivor Series. I thought it was really funny that, that Jose Lothario is like, I just want to tell you one thing. I want to stay in Shawn Michaels' corner for as long as I can. And I just want to tell you one thing. He's going to win the WWF Championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it wasn't exactly the most affluent of uh, promos. You just wanted to tell us one thing, but he wanted to tell us one told thing. told you to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, and then Pete, you know, Pete, if he, if he needs to help his uh, father at, at the Royal Rumble, he will. And I think maybe later on he's going to regret those words, perhaps. Um, yes. <laughs> and we also find out that Shawn Michaels will be appearing on commentary for the Bret Hart Vader match. So huh. he also promises not to get involved. Yeah. You believe, you, I was going to say, you believe him, Glenn? <laughs> okay. I believed him more on Tuesday than I did back then. <laughs> you believed him more on this Tuesday. Yeah. All right, and then we got a, a shotgun Saturday night recap, and I showed you one clip from from Shotgun mm -hmm. Saturday Night, but I have to show you the opening because I watched a little bit of the first episode of Shotgun Saturday Night, and I need you to see crazy ranting Bob Backlund. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Hey, you people don't want to go in there. There's decades going on in there, ladies and gentlemen. There's sexual activities going on in there. There's violence. There's crime. What is this? What is this television? The shotgun Saturday night. What is, who's that good for? That's a disgrace. Shotgun Saturday night should be banned. It should be banned. New York City should be banned. Matter of fact, shut up. Saturday night should be banned, ladies and gentlemen.
<laughs> I love the brave guy that went with pushing him around. Yeah, he just ran up on Bob back like that. <laughs> would have been great if Bob would have put him in the chicken leg, no. No, the man might be a buffoon, but he's a tough old buffoon. That's right. He did 300 free squats this morning. And I don't mean that morning. I mean this morning. This like morning. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean today. Uh, Glenn, do you want to hear some of the results from the first episode of Shotgun Saturday Night? I'll go on then while we were here. All right. We had the Flying Nuns. Do you remember the Flying Nuns? <laughs> I fortunately do. Okay. So you know they were the headbangers, right? Yes. Yeah. Their names were Mother Smucker. <laughs> yeah. And Sister Abigail, which I don't know why. He figured he would have went with something better than Sister Abigail when he was fucking. Oh, not Sister Abigail. I'm sorry. No, that was very wild. Sister Alicia. I'm sorry. Sister Alicia. Which, <laughs> Mother Schmucker is good, but Sister Alicia is kind of lazy. He could have came up with yeah. something better. Uh, they defeated the Godwins. Um, as we know, Goldust <laughs> defeated the, the Sultan. As, and as, the as two nuns would defeat a couple of hog farmers. <laughs> you, would, you would think, yeah, they've got the power of Jesus on their side. <laughs> uh, and then Ahmed Johnson beat Crush, and then he hit a, a Pearl River plunge on old D'Lo Brown on top of a, of a car. So that was fun to Ooh. see. Mm. And then the main event was actually a minis match. It was uh, Massa Gria Sangrata Jr. taking on Minnie Vader, who was accompanied by... <laughs> Jim Cornette. <laughs> Did you see a lot of Shotgun Saturday Night back in your day? No. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube, yes. <laughs> you can certainly find it on YouTube. Mm. <laughs> I never really watched it either. Because it was on USA Network on mm -hmm. Saturday nights, but it was on at like midnight. Yeah. So, and I was young. I don't know if I was making it until midnight back then, but maybe... Um, it probably struck grabbed my attention when I saw Marlena put her, put her boobs in there because you know I'll be fourteen <laughs> anyway. Uh, Doug Berlin, the next match was Doug Furness and Phil Lafon. They were going to be taking on Diesel and Razor Ramon, right, Glenn? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> these two, we know who one of them is. Unfortunately, but these 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 two, they look like um, you know that program Undercover Boss. Mm -hmm. where they put on dodgy wigs and things. Yep. They look like they've gone undercover Diesel and Razor. <laughs> yeah. They came to find out what was really going on in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look like a Diesel and Razor tribute band is what they were. A bad one at that. A bad one. This is, part, this is the thing with this. is It had to be Vince having a go at Scott Hall and Kevin, right. Kevin Nash, because they were basically they were sent out there to job for people. As they should be, I mean. Yeah, um, and not look intimidating and uh, awesome like the real Diesel and Razor were. Yeah, obviously we know um about diesel and what he would uh, you know fake diesel here and what he would go on to become but old rick <laughs> bogner did you know that he was a canadian man glenn i did okay you did know i, that. Also, I also i also thought I'd, that uh, he may well have where, where rick boo's got his name from <laughs> they might be brothers we don't know i mean yeah. he kind of looks like boobs in the face a little it bit. does it does 
Is Boogs Canadian? We should look this up. He looks like he's mm. from Florida. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He uh, wrestled, also wrestled under the name as Big Titan and Rick Titan. He apparently debuted in 1989. He later was in FMW in Japan where he was in a tag team with Mike Awesome, who was then known yeah. as the Gladiator. It's a, it's a real good name. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, they won the first ever Brass Knuckles Tag Team Championships. He was also a member of the NWO uh, in New Japan before he went to WWF um, and to do this run here. Uh, they also had Honky Tonk Man on commentary during this match, which was really strange. He said he was trying to find the new greatest of all time. That's right. <laughs> I couldn't understand that. Because you know who we said need on the case? The Honky Talk Man. We need him to figure mm. out in 1997 who's the greatest of all time. That's all time. Yeah. Well, what he was looking for was somebody to take on his mantle, I think. That's what it was all about. As the greatest of all time. Because right. he, he, had, he had the title of the greatest internet, intercontinental champion of all time, didn't he? Yeah, and he I did. think he would, uh, and I got the impression from it that he was actually looking for somebody to take on the mantle. Yeah, that's I, and I think I, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember it, so I won't spoil it. But I know in the next couple of months he's probably going to find that someone that is going to be his next protege. So it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see where that goes. Uh, Glenn, you know much about Doug Furness and Phil Lafon besides their run in WWE? Because I don't. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, we cover the couple of matches uh, in New Japan on piece of business. Um, again. Two great, a great tag team that were ruined by WWF. I just don't think that WWF <laughs> knew what to do with guys like that. No, they had no idea. No, they got them in from they got them in from doing uh, all these New Japan and all these independent territories that had really good tag divisions. And then thought, well, what do we do? Well, this is still, still the same now. What do we do with them? Right. Yeah, I think that they would. I'm not not to say that WWE now would do a whole lot of with them, but they. I think that they would have a better chance now on WWE TV or NXT TV than they did back then, just with their wrestling style. I mean, they were a great tag team. All the, all the matches I watched them have were always good. Yeah, I would say that 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 counts up until uh, a certain somebody gave up the reins. The tag teams. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely. Right. Uh, it's only since he's been, been taken a back burner that uh, the tag team, the tag division, has uh, improved a bit. Yeah, it seems to be getting better, especially in NXT. I think we, mm. we talked about this on the new episode of the Mayor Super. I mean, uh, oh yeah, you got WWE Worldwide, uh, which you can hear on YouTube right now about you know. Um, Fuck, I lost my train of thought. You've got to think that one of those tag teams down in NXT are the yes, ones right. that are eventually going to take over, take the titles off and use those. Well, I, I don't want to spoil WrestleMania, but I think we know the two guys that are going to take the titles off the Usos. Mm, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then maybe there's a couple of pretty bastards down in NXT that can take the tag team titles from those guys. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a really funny partner in this match. I don't know if you noticed it, but like, Razor was doing something in the middle of the ring, and then he like knocked uh, one of the guys down. And then he tried to like go over and tag, tag Diesel, and it looked like Diesel told him like, "Now's not no, the time." Or no, something. yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> so this is really weird. Uh, 
Diesel was great. I mean, the fake Diesel was fine. The fake Razor was not good. He was slow. Yeah, right, go. Yeah, slow. <laughs> taking taking everything else out about it, let's talk just about Glenn Jacobs as a wrestler for a minute. Yeah. Um. No, he made Isaac Yankum work. He made Fake Diesel work, and then finally they gave him Cave, which he <laughs> ran away with. So. Yeah, you weren't expecting to be the one that's actually orchestrating it and saying, hey, you know, <laughs> you've got another two minutes yet before you tag me in. Like, hey, dumbass, if you're going to tag yeah. me, at least bring it and put him in a headlock or throw him over here in the corner because we're the heels, dumbass. Yes, yes. Don't tag yeah. me while he's in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Glenn, I got, a, I got a question for you. What do you think is the worst gimmick? Is it A, an evil dentist, B, a fake Big Daddy Cool, C, the Undertaker's brother, or D, the mayor of Knox County? The mayor of Knox County by yeah. a million miles. That gimmick stinks. Yeah. <laughs> that gimmick He's stinks. not good at it. Well, I, I guess wait, it ass, but I don't like it. No. <laughs> uh, so uh, what do you think about this match? I think I got a little bit boring in the middle, picked up at the end. Um, I hadn't seen much of fake diesel and ray the fake razor apart from clips uh and bits and pieces that i must have seen back in the day but i couldn't remember right um they were everything i expected <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I, I wasn't disappointed at how bad it was <laughs> absolutely yeah it was it, the, i mean like i said diesel was fine but the razor was he was just not good he needed a lot more seasoning mm-hmm Thankfully, he didn't get it. No, 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 because he, he ain't around for long. That's <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I know. I thought I thought uh, Phil Lafon was the star of the match. I mean, he got the hot tag from, from Furnace, and he really came in there and just, you know, he was doing a lot of cool shit for 1997. Mm. So. They were a fun tag team to watch, for sure. You think that went on for nearly 10 minutes? Yeah. That's the longest, that is the longest match of the show, so... Right. And when you had Bret Hart and Vader on the main event, you think that that would go longer, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Vader in it. Yeah. And he's not going to have a long match. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh, and then, Glenn, for some reason, I thought an episode of NXT 2.0 broke out because they're like, oh, here we've got an interview with Bret Hart, but then they cut to a recap of yeah, the gold dust. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Hunter Hearst Helmsley used to kidnap women because he was trying to kidnap Goldust's wife during this thing. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> Luckily, Mark Marrow, of all people, showed up to save her. Uh, and then a fight <laughs> broke out. Uh, and apparently, we're going to get Goldust and the Wild Man versus Triple H and the King. So we got that looked forward, looked forward to. Oh, that'd be a bomb burner. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was just so weird. Like, what the fuck happened to Bret Hart? Where did he, did he watch the video <laughs> package with us? Where did Bret Yeah. <laughs> It was legitimately like watching 2.0. Yeah, it was. So then we get on to why if we're talking about it, we might as well get on to the main event. Yeah, they do. um, They do get the Bret Hart interview finally, which was very strange. He called Vader dumb. Yeah. He said Vader's big, but he's also dumb. Uh, and then Sid's music hit, which seemed to really irritate Bret Hart. He was very upset. He apparently <laughs> doesn't like Sid, Sid's music. 
when you know, when you're talking about one big dumb person, you don't want another one's music coming on, do you? <laughs> I think that's a pretty good point. I think that's a good point. And then, Glenn, do you remember the Royal Rumble promo videos with super fans, Adam and Yes. George. Oh, well, for, God, the people at, for the people at home that don't know who Adam and George is, let's introduce the guys. This is the Alamo Dome, home of the Royal Rumble. This is going to be the coolest event of all time. I can't wait. Only seven weeks to go. Seven weeks? Do you think we're too early? No way, man. I came four weeks early for the Stones concert, and the Royal Rumble is much bigger. Mm, I'm excited. Back, back. No, sir. No, sir. Wouldn't do that if I was you. Why not? Could lose that seat. Ooh. You're right. Oh, this is it, man. The Royal Rumble locker room. I bet it's Shawn Michaels' locker room. Uh-uh. No way. It's too big. It's got to be the champ's locker room. It's got to be Sid's. Look at this shoe. Oh, look at the size of these shoes. Size 19s. Oh, I bet they're Yokozuna shoes. You know what Yokozuna does in these shoes? Bad things, man. George, Yokozuna doesn't wear shoes. I knew that. Hey, how's Christmas? I was here with you all day, remember? Mm. What are you going to do New Year's Eve? Hey. Me too. By the way, thanks for the Christmas present. What Christmas present? Exactly. Doesn't that make you want to order the 1997 Royal Rumble? I'm speechless. My favorite part of this. Those, those, those two are probably 25 years later still sitting in a basement somewhere doing a wrestling podcast and sounding as bad as they did back then. Glenn, I'm sitting in my basement <laughs> doing a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that whole thing is I don't know if other people are going to be able to see it, but I can see the pain in Glenn's face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just put his hands on his head, his hands, and just, just, it was just hilarious. I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, um, and then we got an interview with Psycho Sid. He looked very shiny. Didn't he look really shiny to you? Yeah, yeah, he looked extra shiny, actually. He'd probably been in the Big Boss Man shower by the look of him. <laughs> he used the Big Boss Man slip and slide. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, he also played his music behind him the whole time. Mm. Um, and you know what, Which Glenn, was probably what was annoying Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart hates that fucking music. And Glenn, everybody at home, to understand the Sid promo, you need to be able to hear the Sid promo. So let's get a little clip of it. Here. Yeah, go yes! give him the favor. I'm not intimidated by nothing. No man that walks. Now see, what we're standing in here right here is what I consider the dying field. And inside this area, you have to hit or be hidden. You have to kick or be kicking. And in some cases, you have to take a camera and hit someone before you are hit first. I told you you wouldn't apologize, McMahon. <laughs> See, in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, everybody's going to realize something. Just like that. See, the day I was born, I was born the man. See, Shawn Michaels, you, my friend, can never have that claim. I don't care even if it's in your hometown. So I'm going to walk into San Antonio with the odds against me. 
Makes me yearn for Shockmaster's promos. <laughs> Absolutely. He said in the ring, you got to kick or be kicking, okay? <laughs> got to take a camera and hit somebody. Why? <laughs> he said that. He said, like, hit first, like, Jose Lothario was going to hit him with a camera. Jose yeah. Lothario's 60. He didn't hit you with a camera. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then he was like, I'm going to walk in the man and I'm going to walk out. And then it looked like he forgot what he was going to say. He's like, I. <laughs> I'm going to walk out to what? The what? How is the man? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> there was like four words there where he said, the day I was born, I was born the man. He should have just said that and left. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been all he needed to say. Uh, as a champion, not a good promo. N- not at all. I mean, unless you want to be confused. I would love to see him and Scott Steiner in a dueling promo. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. That would be hilarious. Uh, Shawn Michaels also made his way out to the ring when Sid's promo was over. He was dancing on the table. Sid apparently hates dancing because he was not happy with this. And he said, mm-hmm. I cannot be held responsible for what I'm going to do. So if I was Jose Lothario and Shawn Michaels at that point, I would probably be thinking, what's going on with Pete? But they apparently didn't think that. So no. <laughs> <laughs> because why would they? <laughs> Because why would they? And that brings us to it's the main event. Bret Hart is taking on Vader. <laughs> I also like they showed a video uh, clip from WWF Superstars. I love me some WWF Superstars. So I was glad to see this clip where Jim Cornette was biting off a little more than he could chew and got tombstone by the Undertaker, and that's why he was not with Vader. Right, 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 right. Not with ringside. Glenn, what do you think of Shawn Michaels on commentary in this match? It was didn't do a bad job. He did a great job putting himself over. Uh, yeah, of course, but that's John Michaels. Yeah, they can, the, the guy can talk. We know that. So right. So I just thought it was funny that he was kind of putting himself over, and Vince McMahon was <laughs> helping him put himself over. I just, <laughs> I just yeah. <laughs> well, we'll come to that in, in a few episodes' time. Yeah, about um, uh, the uh, Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon being in the uh, Shawn Michaels Tish Your Ass Club. <laughs> he sounded like he was joining it during this commentary. He sounded like he was yeah, in the yeah. Club. Well, that basically sums up the whole of '97, doesn't it? Man? <laughs> this, <laughs> right. this 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 match that kicks it off and it goes downhill from here. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, I also thought it was strange during this match. They were talking about the Royal Rumble, and I don't know if like Vince was trying to throw people off of, of that they were probably going to have Brett win it. I know that's not what ends up happening, but I feel like that's where everybody was going. He said that Bret Hart was the least likely to win the Royal Rumble, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous because he's fucking Bret Hart. Yeah. 
And what people didn't know at that time that it was Vince had to say on who won it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, what did you think about the match? It was very hard hitting. Oh, excellent. It could have, you know, that was as, as near as you got, especially uh, a Japan, a New Japan match. Right. In a WWF ring. I would have loved to have seen Bret Hart and Vader square off, say, 1992-1993. I just yeah. kind of feel like Vader had lost a little bit of a step by the time he came to WWE. And I just mm. think, like, like the the match that he had with Flair at Starcade 93, imagine Vader having that sort of. He's the big bait. He's the big heel, and Bret's the ultimate underdog babyface kind of match. And I just think that would be really, really – that would have been a lot of fun to see. It would have. It would have. Unfortunately, this is this is the thing with wrestling is that people come along at different times, and that's why there's so much fantasy booking goes on. You think, oh, what would it have been like if so and so had been around at such a time? Right, for, like for every Rock versus uh, Austin, you got like a perhaps like what could have happened between like Bret Hart versus the Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vader hit a big splash off the second rope onto Bret Hart, which I thought was going to be I... the end of it. And it wasn't. No, he kicked out. (laughs) There's not many people that kick out from that. I can tell you two people who wouldn't, me or you. (laughs) (laughs) I I can say, I've I've seen plenty of Vader matches, and there's not many people that kick out from that. Yeah, I really did. When when he hit that, I was like, oh my God. I mean, he's going to win here. Because going into this thing, you don't expect Vader to win. You kind of just thought Bret Hart would get the win. Vader also tried to hit the Vader bomb, but uh, Brett did a good job of getting his knees up. But I mm-hmm. thought, like, when Vader came off of that Vader bomb, obviously he can't bring his full weight down if he's going on somebody's knees. But I thought he kind of he came up kind of soft, like he landed yeah. his feet. I thought, but I guess you got to do what you got to do. That's right, because <laughs> otherwise, you know, Bret Hart breaks both of his legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and probably a couple of Vader's ribs. And then they did, they took like a big like Vader like Vader ran it Brett or I think Brett ran it Vader and they did like a big bump over the top rope where they built one over the top rope, and mm. then Sid showed up and grabbed a cameraman who didn't want to go with him. He, he accosted a cameraman and kidnapped yeah. him because the cameraman was like, "No," and he's <laughs> like, "Come on, <laughs> that that camera comes at my wages. You're not going to hit anybody with this." <laughs> <laughs> right? You just said you hit people with the camera. I'm not going to let you have this. <laughs> and then like i didn't even see stone cold steve austin run out there did you no i had to like replay it like three times for yeah. me to see him run out there he snuck right by him i'm still and it's still actually getting over the fact of seeing him in trunks oh yeah 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 and so he comes out there and he hits uh he kind of takes Bret Hart's knee out, then he hits him with a stone cold stunner, uh, when mm. the referee's trying to stop Vader from hitting someone with the steel steps. Vader rolls Brett back in, hits the Vader bomb, and ba- Brett gets I mean, Vader gets the win gets on the Bret Hart. Yep. In this one, which is a bit of a shocker for me, but I guess it doesn't really hurt Bret Hart at all to lose the Vader. <laughs> like I say, um nineteen ninety-seven wasn't Brett's best year. And this was the start of it, and it went downhill from here. It starts to get a little bit better, I think, after WrestleMania 13, a little. Mm. And then it goes downhill, definitely. And then it goes downhill from there, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> um, and then cut to the back where we see uh, Sid, and he's got a hold of old Pete Lothario, 
and a chokehold. He then power bombs Pete on the table, which that table did not have any give, and that looked like it hurt. No, that really didn't, did it? It, it just boom. <laughs> and you would think like he's not even a wrestler. You think they would get at least a good table for him? And no, they just said here, take this old one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the show ends, of course, with Shawn Michaels very unhappy, yelling and screaming at the camera as the as Aldo Montoya and other wrestlers, not medics, other wrestlers are checking on Pete Lothario. (laughs) And that's the end of the first episode of Monday Night Raw from 1997. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I agree. I thought it was a good show. You got a good opening match. It's, it's funny that the best matches on the show involved hearts. We see, yeah, and we'll we'll see how it goes when it when it starts going to two hours. Yeah, yeah. I like. I've always said I like filling. all wrestling shows better when they're only one hour. Yeah, when they start filling it out a bit more. Yeah, then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but for now, but uh, for now, the, the uh, promos were entertaining in different ways <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was a good wrestling yeah definitely there's a there's some interesting commentary between king and uh, vince as always yeah so it's, it's always interesting to see that the jerry the king lawler still tells the same jokes that he told then that he does now um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> tune in next week as we'll talk the go home show before or Monday Night Raw before the 1997 Raw Rumble. We're going to see Jared and King Lawler team with Hunter Hearst Helmsley to take on Gold Dust and Mark Merrill. We're also going to see uh, a young lad by the name of Rocky Mayavia. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah. Maybe. I think he done something. He had a cup of coffee. I think he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking on your old buddy, Davy Boy Smith. Mm-hmm. And the uh, main event is going to be the Undertaker against. Uh, don't call me brother, brother Crush, because I'm in the Nation of Domination now, Crush. So All that'll right. be a fun discussion. Glenn, you got so, else so it's Bro play? Crush. Yeah, he's a different sort of Crush. I don't know it's what's going on. He's not crush. even DOA Crush yet. No, <laughs> he's like, oh look at me, I don't belong here, Crush. And um, the only thing uh, I forgot to do, I forgot to plug last night is. Uh, People go to on Twitter to uh, at GA WrestleNut and look at my pinned tweet. Uh, there is an interview on there with uh, Bobby Bray Sedley, Smedley about his time in WCW and uh, on the independent scene and also plugging his books. It was a really good interview. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Probably Jeremy at his best, definitely. Really um, those two, those two could have talked for another couple of hours if I hadn't pulled the plug on them. So, give that a check on it's on on my pin tweet on Twitter. At first, I didn't think I knew what you were talking about, but I knew what you were talking about. But yeah, definitely check that out. It was really, really good. We we joke about Jeremy because we don't know where he is, we don't know what happened to him, and we miss him. But it was a really good interview. So check that out if you have mm. never ever listened to that. And, of course, check out all of our shows. We do the Mayor of Superstars or AWI Pod Worldwide. Worldwide. Every other week, there's a new episode of AWI Pod Worldwide out right now where uh, DB from the uh, sit-down marks joined us to uh, watch some WCW Worldwide. And it was a hell of a good time. So make That's sure you check that out. It was. It was definitely it was an interesting episode. <laughs> as always. <laughs> as always. Well, that's going to do it from us. We thank you for joining us. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye.